Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Do you want to win a $100 Amazon gift card? Well, enter your five-star review on iTunes for the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast and email it to me at hillary at pharmacyadvisory.com between now and January 1st for your chance to win the $100 Amazon gift card. And now we have our guest, Dr. Jerika Dodd, who's going to share about her mission to add a human touch to pharmaceutical care and improve lives through patient engagement, provider partnerships, and education. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest, Jerika Dodd, is the founder and CEO of Your Pharmacist Advocate. Jerika has a deep experience as a medical science liaison working for several pharmaceutical companies, and she's also a nutrition health coach and can teach you about both yoga and Zumba. She has a passion for healthy living and believes in bringing the human touch to patient care. Jerika, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can uh, fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit more about your personal life. Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I am the founder and CEO of Your Pharmacy Advocate, which is a pharmacy consulting practice and ultimately allows patients to have a personal pharmacist to help them with their medication regimens and care. And I founded this business uh, starting in 2017, and it has uh, been an interesting journey, and it's fun as well as um, sometimes scary at times, but it is all a part of me living out my passion. So when you ask about a little about my personal life, one of the things that I am passionate about in my personal life is health. And so I'm always eager to learn more about how I can um, better my health as well as those around me. And it's been an opportunity as an entrepreneur to live a life that I wanted to live. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Well, so we got to meet at a female mastermind here in Nashville a few weeks ago, hosted by our friend Blair Tielemeyer. And during that day-long session, uh, we focused on goal setting and then had a chance to mastermind or get feedback from everyone in the group about your biggest goal. Um, so, you know, now that you're the CEO of your pharmacy advocate, what can you share a little bit about what your biggest goal was, um, that you came up with that day? Well, um, 
I, the biggest goal that I have going into 2019 is to begin to add, uh, now that the, bills, the business uh, platform has been built, is to begin to add speaking to um, different audiences, uh, one, about the actual business and how we can support uh, practitioners as well as patients and partner with them in safe medication use. But the other portion of uh, the speaking that I'm looking forward to doing is one, um, speaking about just health in general and how a pharmacist can help uh, patients uh, better their health, if you will. And then also because your pharmacy advocate uh, contracts with pharmacists to, in order to care for our patients and we call them members, it will also be an opportunity for me to speak with pharmacists who are maybe in their current work setting and looking for what's next for them, what's you know next in their next phase of their career. And I think that mindset is really important. And so I'm looking forward to being able to be an example as well as encouragement for pharmacists who maybe want to make the leap from their current career setting to either entrepreneurship or whatever's next, whether that be pharmacy related or not, as oftentimes fear really sets in and can make us stagnant and cause us to analyze a lot, but not actually make that move. And I'm excited to encourage pharmacists to feel the fear, but move forward and do it anyway. Yeah, that's great. So you shared a little bit about what your pharmacy advocate is and kind of what you're focused on with that. Um, So how did you decide to make the leap from being an experienced medical science liaison? You've been with several different companies and have great expertise in that um, to starting your own company. And then how do those skills that you developed along the way help in your current role? Well, it's a bit of a personal story as to how I got uh, the idea to have a uh, pharmacy consulting practice such as what I've built. Um, And basically, I had the opportunity in 2015 to be able to have some time away from work. And during that time, I was able to provide support for both of my parents who uh, one of them actually experienced the diagnosis of cancer and the other had to have triple bypass heart surgery. And so what I realized really quickly was that they didn't know the questions to ask their practitioners. They didn't know what to expect. They surely couldn't ask anything about any of their medications because they were almost like caught off guard by their diagnoses and and um, my other uh, parent having the the bypass surgery, it all happened really suddenly. And so I found found myself being an advocate for both parents because it was just the natural thing to do. The healthcare practitioner in the family is going to step forward, especially when they don't know what to do. And then Subsequently, five months after my um, mom had her bypass surgery, I was faced with brain surgery myself personally and ended up being an advocate. I I got very good care, but I tell you, the pharmacist in me 
I still asked quite a few questions from my hospital bed. And so I remember thinking to myself that at some point in time in everyone's life, they're likely going to need a pharmacist and an advocate, if you will. And so that's how I got to the idea of providing that type of advocate service, not only to my immediate family, but providing that to people in the general public who need that support as well. Yes. And, you know, I was just hearing uh, from you know a friend who is about to give birth to her first child, and she has a doula that is coming in and was explaining a little bit about what that is. And basically, they come in and just help guide, um, you know, the the pregnant woman through the birthing process. And they're kind of just there to help make them comfortable and help to make it a better experience. And um, yeah, so. I feel like, you know, a lot of times when you're the patient, you don't necessarily, um, yeah, you, you get super overwhelmed with the diagnosis and, um, unless you've got, you know, a healthcare professional in your family, then you may not know all those questions to ask. So I love that, uh, that your pharmacy advocate is really kind of, you know, a patient's go-to and is helping them to navigate as they're getting any kind of, um, questions and things. So, um, yeah, that's that's really interesting, and hopefully it, it makes for a good analogy for people to um, explain. Um, so, you know, Jerika, tell us a little bit. You've mentioned that you're wanting to focus on being a speaker through Jerika Speaks. Uh, yeah. yeah, so what types of topics do you generally talk about? Well, as I mentioned, um, I have an interest in uh, reaching pharmacists to talk to them about getting their mindset ready to make a change, especially if they're changing from being an employee uh, to an entrepreneur. I think it takes a certain mindset, you will probably agree with me, in order to find success in making that change. But when I'm speaking on behalf of your pharmacy advocate, I can speak about relationships between between practitioners and pharmacists uh, and how pharmacists can support that relationship uh, between patients and practitioners. We know that sometimes patients don't always either because they're not able to recall or just because they don't divulge that information, but sometimes we know that uh, patients don't always get all of the information or provide all of the information that a practitioner would need in order to make decisions about their care. And our pharmacists with your pharmacy advocate are trained to spend the time to get the information from patients that they may not either because of a shortage of time or they just may not recall it in the moment when they're speaking with their practitioners to we're able to drill down on that information. And then we have the capability of communicating with practitioners about what we've gotten from the patient, what we see as some of the struggles or questions or concerns with that patient's therapy. And we find that oftentimes patients may not want to bother their doctor. They may 
not want to speak up about a particular adverse event or side effect that they're having. And so your pharmacy advocate provides a, a way for patients to be heard and share that information such that we can bridge the gap with that communication with their doctor or other healthcare practitioner. And so those are topics that I can speak on uh, when I'm speaking to practitioners. And then with if I were speaking to an audience of patients, um, one, I can tell them and explain how your pharmacy advocate uh, is set up to support them in their health care, but also speak about uh, medication-related topics, uh, such as how to store your medications, talk about things like expiration dates, um, talk about recognizing adverse events if they should have them, or answering their specific questions that they may have about their medications. And I'll tell you one that may not necessarily seem to be medication-related, but a question that we receive often is questions about how can I achieve better sleep? And so even general health topics such as that are topics that I can speak on. Yeah. So what would you recommend to other pharmacists who are out there and maybe want to get involved in your pharmacy advocate and, and maybe do that as part of their career or change career paths? If a pharmacist wants to specifically uh, reach out to your pharmacy advocate, uh, we welcome the opportunity for them to connect with us on our website. There is a place where they can submit a contact form and uh, someone will return their call and set up time to call and talk with them to find out what their interests are. So we've had uh, a range of pharmacists call or reach out to us wanting to one, uh, maybe contract to take care of, you know, do actual patient care. And then we also have pharmacists who are already entrepreneurs who reach out and want to know if they can provide their specific service or if they can be uh, a vendor or a contractor with us to provide their specific service. So um, I talked to quite a few pharmacists and I welcome, you know, anyone to reach out uh, through the website and submit a contact form, and we definitely will follow up and have a conversation. That sounds great. And so same for patients, would they be able to just go to your website if they were interested in getting a pharmacy advocate? Yes, uh, the website actually is yourpharmacyadvocate.com. Again, that's yourpharmacyadvocate.com. And patients can also reach out to that same website and they too can submit a contact form or the 800 number is listed there as well. And pharmacists can call the 800 number as, as well too. But uh, patients can reach out either on uh, the website through the contact form or give us a call on our 800 number and we'd be happy to explain the program more to them and hear what their specific needs are and that's the best way either on the web or by phone. Perfect. Perfect. So tell us so, about your decision to get additional training as a nutrition coach. I bet that comes in handy as you're working with uh, uh, patients and, you know, questions. And you mentioned that one of the most popular topics was on sleep. 
Yes, I think that when we're taking care of patients, it's important not just to only look at their drug therapy, but also look at their life. And so as we're talking with them and our pharmacists are doing a consultation with them, we find out things about what what works for them in their life, with whether it be uh, reminders on taking their medication or you know ways that they can can take their medication in a uh, a more efficient manner, and we find out what things are needed or helpful for them living the life that they want to live, and so it allows us to give generalized recommendations with regard to nutrition, especially as their food relates to any medications that they may be taking or any supplements they may be taking, because that's something that sometimes may be overlooked is how does the food you eat interact with what you're taking in your medication regimen? And so we're able to offer generalized uh, recommendations. We don't necessarily, because we're not dietitians, or um, we don't necessarily prescribe a specific food plan to follow, but I don't think it's ever um, been a bad thing to recommend more fruits and vegetables, water, generalized uh, nutrition are recommendations that we make. Definitely. And, you know, I I even saw where HHS is looking at adding um, uh, Medicaid uh, reimbursement for not only, you know, your medical services, but even looking at housing and food, because we now are realizing that, you know, those social determinants are so important to um, patient care. I mean, you know, the the clinical care that they're getting from, you know, your clinical team is only about 20%, um, I think is the stat. All those, these other factors are really paying into that. But that's, you know, why food and, and housing and all of those things are so important. So um, you've kind of got the whole package there. So, right. yeah. So tell us, um, Jerika, what are you most excited about in the, the future of pharmacy? I am most excited about the opportunity that pharmacists have to broaden their scope of practice. We have definitely had the um the the part of our practice where we do the dispensing and even that role has evolved where we're providing immunizations and um some of the clinics that are in the retail setting we definitely know that you know clinical pharmacists in a hospital setting are uh, becoming, or or not becoming, but are already um, very integral to the healthcare team. However, I think that as the world continues to evolve and technology continues to be used more, there's an opportunity to reach patients that, for example, like in rural areas, or patients that, for convenience, don't want to go to the doctor's office or want to take advantage of options like telemedicine and being able to receive their health care in a different way. And so I think it's really exciting that pharmacists can be a part of that. Pharmacists can be leaders in that area, because I think that as we progress with healthcare there are going to continue to be new and innovative ways to provide care to patients that we can be a part of. And so I'm excited about that for the profession. Awesome. 
And so as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or for other pharmacists out there who are just getting started in their career? Oh, my goodness. I would say that the best advice that I would give my younger self would be to worry less because most of the things that we worry about never happen. And if they do, it will still work out one way or another. And I think that when we are new pharmacists, and when I say don't worry, I don't mean to you know, have a nonchalant attitude or not care, but I think as new pharmacists, you want so much to um, appear that you've, you've got it all together, you know exactly what you're doing, but even after you leave pharmacy school or you graduate pharmacy school, you will continue to learn. You know, every experience will teach you something. And so my thoughts are that if you worry less about it, you're able to absorb what you're supposed to learn more in that particular at that particular time. And I just believe that worrying about the future steals our present joy. So it's so important to just be in whatever experience or moment that we're in, learn everything we can and not worry about those things we don't have control over. And that's what I would advise my younger self. That's great. Uh, I think so many students are so worried about, you know, that grade or this or that, but um, great advice, not worry and to be present. So Jerika, it was such a pleasure to have you on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. And don't forget to enter our contest for the Amazon gift card. If you leave a five-star review, send it over to me, Hillary at pharmacyadvisory.com. Again, back to our sponsor, TheraWorks Relief, which is available over the counter in over 30,000 pharmacies across the country, and you don't need a prescription. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. 